You're listening to The Ancient Tradition. A Wonk Media Production. Music provided by Joseph McDade. Here's your host, Dr. Jack Logan. Welcome to The Ancient Tradition. I'm your host, Jack Logan. In this podcast, Audio Writ, you'll find recordings of ancient and modern writings, which are directly relevant to the ancient tradition, which refers to the first religious tradition imparted to human beings in the beginning. On this platform, you can find an entire podcast dedicated to trying to reconstruct that first religious tradition from all of the evidence we can find in the ancient record. If you haven't given it a listen, just search for The Ancient Tradition Podcast or visit our website, theancienttradition.com. Today's audio recording, chapters 1 to 20 of the Book of the Holy Secrets of Enoch, comes from the Scriptural Research Institute's 21st Century English translation, which was based on Morphil and Sokolov's earlier 20th century English translations. The date of the original text of the Book of the Holy Secrets of Enoch is unknown, but scholars date it to at least as early as the 1st century AD. The Book of the Holy Secrets of Enoch, Chapter 1 From the Secret Book about the Taking Away of Enoch the Just There was a wise man, a great craftsman, who the Lord loved so much, he took him up so he could see the homes of the highest and be an eyewitness to the wise and great, inconceivable and immutable realm of God Almighty, and to the wonderful, glorious, bright-flying wheels of the Lord's servants, the inaccessible throne of the Lord, the numbers and type of the incorporeal armies, the incomprehensible organization of the many elements, and of the various sights and sounds of the army of cherubs, and of the boundless light. At that time, he said, When I had lived 165 years, I fathered my son Methuselah. After this, I lived 200 years, and so all the years of my life until then amounted to 365 years. On the first day of the first month, I was in my house alone and was sleeping on my bed. While I was asleep, great distress came into my heart, and I was crying in sleep. I didn't understand what this distress was or what had happened to me. Two huge men came to me, giants like I'd never seen before on earth. Their faces were shining like the sun, and their eyes were like a burning torch. And from their lips, fire came out. Their clothing made from various kinds of purple, and their wings were brighter than gold, and their hands whiter than snow. They were standing at the head of my bed and began to call me by name. I awoke from my sleep and clearly saw those two men standing in front of me. I saluted them and was seized with such terror that the appearance of my face was changed. Those men said to me, Be brave, Enoch, do not be afraid. The eternal God sent us to you, and you will ascend with us into the sky today, and you will tell your sons and all your family so your house on earth can continue without you, and make sure they would come looking for you until the Lord returns you to them. I rushed to obey them and left my house and locked the doors as I was ordered and summoned my sons, Methuselah, Rajim, Rim, Ashkan, Chirmion, and Irad, and told them what those marvelous men had told me. Chapter 2 Enoch said, Listen to me, my children. I don't know where I'm going or what will happen to me. Therefore, my children, I tell you, do not turn away from God. Walk before his face 
and follow his commandments. Do not forget to pray for your salvation so the Lord will not destroy what you have built. Do not be selfish with what the Lord gives you, and the Lord will be generous with his gifts to your storehouses. Bless the Lord with the firstborn of your herds and the firstborn of your children, and you will be blessed forever. Don't turn from God to follow the fake gods who did not make the sky and earth or anything else, for these will die along with those who worship them. May the Lord make your hearts confident in reverence of him. My children, let no one look for me until the Lord returns me to you. Chapter 3 It came to pass that after I had told this to my sons, those men called me and they took me up into their wings and carried me up to the first sky to a place in the clouds, and it was moving. There I looked up and saw the ether, and they placed me in the first sky and showed me a great sea, much greater than the earthly sea. Chapter 4 They brought before my face the elders and rulers of the stellar orders and showed me their movements and their aberrations from year to year. They showed me in the light and the two hundred angels who ruled the stars in their constellations, and there were angels flying with their wings between all of the planets. Chapter 5 I looked down and saw the storehouses of snow, and the angels who kept those terrible storehouses, and the clouds which they passed in and out of. Chapter 6 They showed me the storehouse of the dew, like olive oil and the method of its appearance on all the flowers of the earth. Additionally, I saw many angels guarding the storehouses of these things, and how they opened and shut them. Chapter 7 Those men took me up to the second sky, and showed me a greater darkness than earthly darkness. I saw prisoners hanging there, guarded and awaiting the great endless judgment. These angels looked darker than earthly darkness and cried constantly through all hours. I asked the men who were with me, why are these constantly tortured? They answered me, these are God's apostates who did not obey God's commands, but followed their own counsel, followed their own desires, and turned away from their prince who is imprisoned in the fifth sky. I felt great pity for them, and they saluted me and said, Man of God, beg for us to the Lord. I answered them, Who am I, a mortal man, that I should pray for angels? Who knows where I will go or what will happen to me, or who will beg for me? Chapter 8 Those men took me from there up to the third sky and placed me there. I looked down and saw the produce of this place, a goodness unlike any seen before. I saw all the sweet flowering trees and saw their sweet-smelling fruits, and all the foods produced by them bubbled with fragrant odors. In that place where the Lord rests when he goes up into paradise are the trees of life, and one tree is of incomprehensible goodness and odor and more beautiful than anything else. On all sides it looked golden and red and shone like fire. It produced the fruits from every orchard and fruit tree. Its roots are in paradise at the earth's exit. Paradise is between corruptibility and incorruptibility. Two springs come out which send out honey and milk, and their springs send out oil and wine, and they separate into four parts and quietly flow down into the paradise of Eden, between corruptibility and incorruptibility. Then they go out along the earth and have a cycle like other elements. 
Here there is no unfruitful tree, and every place is blessed. There are three hundred very bright angels who keep the garden, and with incessant sweet singing and never silent voices serve the Lord throughout all the hours of every day. I started, How beautiful is this place! Those men said to me, Chapter 9. This place, Enoch, is prepared for the righteous who endure all kinds of calamities in their lives from those that exasperate their minds, who turn away from iniquity and make a righteous judgment, who gives bread to the hungry and clothes to the naked, who raise the fallen and help the injured and the orphans, and who walk without fault before the face of the Lord and serve him alone. For them, this place is prepared for an eternal inheritance. Chapter 10. Those two men led me to the northern side and showed me an awful place there, a cruel darkness and unlit gloom, and there were all kinds of tortures in that place. There was no light there, but dark fire constantly blazed there, and there was a fiery river flowing out. That place was everywhere fire, frost and ice, thirst and shivering, and cruel places of imprisonment where dark, merciless angels wielded atrocious weapons and tortured without pity. I said, Whoa, whoa, this place is terrible. Those men said to me, This place, Enoch, is prepared for those who do not worship God, those who sin on earth against nature, which is pedophilia like that practiced in Sodom, witchcraft, enchantments, divination, making deals with demons, and who boast of their evil deeds, stealing, lying, insulting, coveting, resenting, fornicating, murder, and those who corrupt the minds of men. For those who see the poor and seize their goods and make themselves richer, injuring them for the possessions of other men. Those who are able to feed the hungry instead starve them to death, and being able to clothe the naked take away their last clothes. Those who did not know their creator and bowed down to gods who have no mind, who cannot see nor hear vain gods carved idols, those who bow down to unclean things, for all those this place is prepared as an eternal reward. Chapter 11 Those men took me up to the fourth sky and showed me all the movements and sequences and all the light rays of the sun and moon. I measured their movements and compared their light and saw that the sun's light is greater than the moon's. Its circle and the orbit on which it goes always, like a wind going by with incredible speed, and day and night it has no rest. Its passage and return are accompanied by four great stars to the right of the sun's orbit, each with 1,000 stars under it, and by four to the left, each having under it a 1,000 stars, altogether 8,000 traveling with the sun constantly. By day, 150,000 angels accompany it, and by night, 1,000 seraphs travel in fiery flames with the angels before the sun's orbit. 1,000 angels kindle the sun and reignite it. Chapter 12 I looked and saw other flying solar elements who are called phoenixes and nehushtans, marvelous and wonderful, with feet and tails like a lion and a crocodile's head, their appearance is dyed like the rainbow. They were 900 measures in size. Their wings were like those of angels, and each had 12. They attended and accompanied the sun, carrying heat and dew, as it is ordered those of God. And so the sun revolves and goes and rises under the sky. Its course goes under the earth with the light of its rays incessantly. Chapter 13 
Those men took me to the east and showed me the solar portals where the sun comes out according to the regulation of the seasons, the months of the year, and the number of hours of the day and night. I saw six portals open, each being 61.25 stadia. I measured them truly and calculated their size to be so much, through which the sun comes out and heads to the west and becomes even and rises throughout all the months. And the first portal he comes out for 42 days, and the second for 35 days, the third for 35 days, the fourth for 35 days, the fifth for 35 days, and the sixth for 42 days. Then he turns from the sixth portal according to the succession of seasons. He goes through the fifth portal 35 days, the fourth for 35 days, the third for 35 days, the second for 35 days. And so the whole year is completed according to the cycle of the four seasons. Chapter 14. Those men then took me to the western parts and showed me six great open portals opposite to and corresponding with the eastern portals where the sun sets according to the number of the 365.25 days and from there returns to the eastern portals under the earth. When it goes out at the western portals, it takes off his light, his brilliant luminance, and 400 angels take his crown and carry it to the Lord. Then, while his shining crown is in the sky with the Lord, he returns on his orbit under the earth without his great light, which takes seven hours each night. The chariot of the sun spends half its time under the earth, and when it comes to the eastern regions, in the eighth hour of the night, the four hundred angels bring back the crown and crown him, and his righteousness and the brilliance of his crown are seen before sunrise, and the sun is brighter than fire. Chapter 15 then the elements of the sun, called phoenixes and nehushtans, break into song, which is why every bird flaps its wings, celebrating the light giver. They broke into song at the command of the Lord, singing, The light giver comes to brighten the whole world. The projection of the morning appears, which are the rays of the sun. The sun comes up over the whole earth and receives its brilliance to light up the whole face of the earth. They showed me the calculation of the sun's journey and the portals which he leaves and enters. These are the great portals that God created to commute the hours of the year, which is why the sun is the greatest creation, whose circuit lasts 28 years and begins again from the beginning. Chapter 16 Those men showed me different calculations, that of the moon and the twelve great portals in the west and the east, through which the sun goes in and out at its appointed times. It goes in at the first portal in the western places of the sun, through the first portal for 31 days exactly, through the second portal for 35 days exactly, through the third for 30 days exactly, through the fourth for 30 days exactly, for the fifth for 31 days extraordinarily, through the sixth for 31 days exactly, through the seventh for 30 exactly, through the eighth for 31 days extraordinarily, through the ninth for 31 days accurately, through the tenth for 30 days perfectly, through the eleventh for 31 days exactly, for the twelfth for 22 days exactly. It goes through the western portals in the same order and number as the eastern portals and completes the 365.25 days of the solar year, while the lunar year has 354 days composed of 12 months of 29 days each, and 12 days are missing from the solar cycle, which are the lunar epochs of the whole year. This is how the great circle contains 532 years. The quarter of a day is omitted for three years, the fourth fulfills it exactly. Therefore, they are taken outside of the sky for three years and are not added to the number of days because they change the time of the years to two new months towards completion to two others towards diminution. 
When the western portals are finished, she returns and goes to the eastern with her lights and follows day and night the heavenly cycles, lower than all cycles and swifter than the heavenly winds and spirits and elements and flying angels with seraphs. The moon has a seven times intercalculation period over 19 years when she begins her return to the start. Chapter 17 In the sky I saw armed soldiers serving the Lord with drums and pipes with eternal and sweet voices. Sweet and eternal voices sing in various songs, which it is impossible to describe, and which astonishes every mind. So wonderful and marvelous is the singing of those angels. I was delighted listening to it. Chapter 18. The men took me up to the fifth sky and left me there, and I saw many and countless soldiers called watchers. Human in appearance, their size was greater than that of great giants, and their faces dejected, and their mouths were perpetually silent. And I asked the men who were with me, why are these so very dejected, and their faces show melancholy, and their mouths silent? Why is there no service in this sky? They said to me, these are the watchers, who with their prince Satan rejected the Lord, two hundred princes, and those with them who turned aside from their duty and descended to the earth. Those that were under their command and descended to the earth are held in the great darkness of the second sky, and three of them went down on to earth from the Lord's throne to Mount Hermon and broke their vows on the peak of Mount Hermon. They saw the daughters of men and how beautiful they are, and took for themselves wives and defiled the earth through their deeds, who with their human wives created great evil and in all times of this age acted lawlessly and interbred creating giants and gigantic monsters and great enmity. Therefore God judged them with great judgment, and they cry for their brothers, and they will be punished on the Lord's great day. I said to the watchers, I saw your brothers and their works and their great torments, and I prayed for them, but the Lord has condemned them to be under earth until the end of the sky and earth. I said, Why do you wait, brothers? Why don't you serve before the face of the Lord? Why haven't you put your services before the face of the Lord so you don't anger your Lord completely? They listened to my admonition and spoke to the four regiments in the sky. And as I stood with those two men, four trumpets sounded together with a great voice, and the watchers broke into song with one voice, and their voice went up before the Lord, weak and pitifully. Chapter 19 Then those men took me and carried me up to the sixth sky. And there I saw the seven bands of angels, very bright and glorious. And their faces shone brighter than the sun, glistening, and there was no difference in their faces or behavior or their clothing. These gave the orders and studied the movements of the stars and the phases of the moon and orbit of the sun and the good governance of the world. When they see any evil activities, they give commandments and instructions for the return of the order in the sweet chorus of the song and every glorious praise. These are the archangels who are above angels and who measure all life in the sky and on earth. They are angels who rule over seasons and years. They are angels who rule over rivers and sea. They are angels who rule over the fruits of the earth. They are angels who rule over everything and the grass which feeds everyone and every living thing. They are angels who record all the thoughts of men and all their deeds and their lives before the Lord's face. Among them are seven phoenixes and seven cherubs and seraphs, continually singing with one voice. It is not possible to describe their singing. 
They celebrate before the Lord at his footstool. Chapter 20 Then those two men took me up to the seventh sky, and I saw there a very great light and fiery armies of great archangels, incorporal forces and dominions, orders and governments, cherubs and seraphs, flying chariots and flying wheels. I became afraid and trembled greatly in terror, and those men took me and led me with them and said to me, Be brave, Enoch, and don't be afraid, and showed me the Lord sitting far away on his highest throne. What is there on the tenth sky where the Lord lives? On the tenth sky is God, who the Hebrew language is called Aravatu. All the heavenly armies would come and stand on the ten steps according to their rank, and would bow down to the Lord, and would again go to their places in joy and celebration, singing songs in the eternal light with small and tender voices, gloriously serving him. That concludes the book of the Holy Secrets of Enoch, chapters 1 to 20. I hope you enjoyed this audio recording. The book of the Holy Secrets of Enoch is one of the most important religious texts in reconstructing the ancient tradition. And it plays a really important role on our sister podcast where we dive into comparative religion and share with you the amazing, even mind-boggling parallels between religious traditions. I highly recommend you check it out. Just search for the Ancient Tradition Podcast. That wraps up this edition of Audio Writ. Remember, in the words of William Shakespeare, knowledge is the wing wherewith we fly to heaven. I'm Jack Logan. You've been listening to The Ancient Tradition, a Wonk Media production.